Welcome to RC Underground Radio. We're, we're, we're racing toy cars here. If you've been looking for a podcast that talks about one RC tracks, suppliers, and events, then you're in the right place. I haven't changed my underwear I since the Kenman. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's the same. It's this. And we're glad you're here. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ratzloff and David Brinkman. I am a BB in a box car. Ryan, last week was the Shamrock. We, uh, it was postponed for a while, but we finally got it in, and boy, was it worth waiting for. What a finish. What a run. Uh, we'll be talking to the winner of that later. I know you've got some comments about that race when it comes. Uh, yeah, it, it, the, the one comment I have is I'm never calling my... that. It, I'm just stay, saying this right now. I'm never calling a shot again. Um, I got Sacconi. I don't even think you should drink a shot. I mean, uh, anything no. with the word shot, just no, stay away I'm from not, that. I'm not doing that anymore. It was um, just an awesome, awesome end to the season. There were so many guys that picked up speed. We had a new driver. It was just a cool group that we had. Todd Booker was 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 lights out as well. I really um, appreciated he showed up because you know he's a flagman for a, a national series, yeah. the IRA, and he stopped on his way to an event, and, yeah. and that that meant that meant a lot. He, he's just a fan of the hobby. It was bittersweet, right? You didn't want it to end. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know, after it was all over, and Sacconi was holding his his trophy out the out the uh, window of his car as he's driving off, beeping the horn at me, rubbing it in. You know, I thought, man, this sucks. And Doran Sacconi, I want to just, <laughs> you know, I I love the guy. He's a big teddy bear, but um, it, it just sucks that I'm not going to be able to to do that. You know, the next race, I got to wait. Um, but that's part of, you know, we've got summer, we've got our families, we've got to devote the time to that. And no. I mean, you got guys, like you said, that are performing to the level that we know they can. Ooh, what are they going to have starting next season? Yeah. Is Sacconi going to continue to roll? What tricks do you have up your sleeve? Because your, your mind is never on I'm pause. Not, I'm not done. Uh, what new drivers are going to come? Right. I, I, all the time I have new guys saying, yeah, I didn't get a chance this year, but I'll be there next year. Aaron Streblo could be coming, and Dale could yeah, be coming for I a whole season or, or most of the season because they don't race in the winter. It's it's uh, it's going to be something next season. Well, and you've got some some tricks up your sleeve for uh, next season as far as the track and stuff, which I'm excited. Right, but there's 27 different items on the CAD right <laughs> you now. Have like a yeah, you've got a CAD drawing of your basement. It's just so crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, and just a CAD list of you know a controlled action document of of things to do it's a checklist yeah. of okay these 27 things are on there right now yeah yeah it's that's it's crazy but you know you got we got all winter uh get this stuff or i shouldn't say all winter all summer to get this stuff done um and i know guys are going to be able to help through that so it was just an awesome season seeing everybody grow um growing our friendships that that uh you know that i say it all the time that's what we're, what it's about we've we've done that and uh we're already itching for September to roll around is the itching for you might be because of the whole underwear thing. I don't know if you want to go back into that. <laughs> I took again, those suckers but... off. I took those suckers off after I last I lost on uh, Saturday. I was like, I'm done. 
I'll gladly change the intro now. <laughs> no, don't. I, I, we got to keep it in there. Um, well, but next yeah. year, new season. You yeah, know, that's true. To, might that's true. Reach out to our buddy, and uh, yeah, maybe that's got to be new too. <laughs> yeah, that could very well be. But uh, yeah, it was. It was just a, an absolute great time. As one season ended, it appears another season just started for you. And much like, uh, and here we go into the into the holiday weekend when. Uh, guys that used to do the double, they would run the World 600 and they'd run the Indy 500. Uh, you kind of had a similar thing in RC. You had the doubleheader weekend. Tell us a little bit about the second half of that. Yeah, so our good friend, Aaron Streblo, uh, uh he's got his track attitude raceway in Waupon. And, uh, you know, I just thought, heck, I built this this slash. I got a lot of inspiration, uh, street stock slash. I got a lot of inspiration or a lot of a kind of just a boost from Matt Murphy who said, Ryan, just go drive your car. Don't chicken foot, you know, around, you know, or dance around the fact that you want to go. Just go do it and go have some fun. And so, you know, we met Jason Walicki. Um, he was he helped me kind of uh, with setup and things like that and just giving me the boost of, hey, you can come pit with me and on and on. So I figured, what the heck, we're going to get up early on a Sunday morning and go up there. So it was ironically the day after the Shamrock. Um and is immediately when I pulled in, I was just greeted by Dale um, and everyone and Aaron. And it was just fantastic. Met Aaron's dad, got to check out Aaron's real race car, which uh, that thing is just a, a beautiful piece. It's a rocket ship and he can he can wheel it. Um, but it was just a fantastic outing. His track, um, you know, his his opening ceremony, you know, there were one hundred and sixty eight cars at his track on Sunday. Wow. Yeah, 40 cars in the street stocks, uh, street stocks slash division. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to do everything I could. You know, and it was very stressful for me. It was my first time, but our good friend Todd Booker also came and attended the race with me. He was helping. He was uh, pitting along with me. But you so, finished second in a heat race. Yeah, I finished second like the G-Main. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about, but we were getting. I was getting the car better, getting more comfortable with the track. I had some great people helping me out, um, but... It, I mean, you had guys pulling in with big trucks, trailers, the whole nine yards. It is a big deal out there at Attitude. And immediately when I threw my car on the track, it was, okay, I got some learning to do. I'm just going to kind of stay out of the way. But I fell in love when that car started going sideways. And, um, you know, she broke loose a little bit in there in that high banked uh, dirt oval. It was, I was into it. And he's just got such a great area where where fans can sit and watch and, you know, nice shade for them. Uh, they just did a fantastic job. They're great hosts. Um, had an awesome uh, um, barbecue uh, sandwiches for lunch, you know. Um, actually, they were Sloppy Joe's, excuse me. But the barbecue sauce, I believe it was Aaron's uncle, had made some homemade barbecue sauce, and it was out of this world. It was Every minute of it was a blast. So uh, just kudos to Aaron and everybody that helps him at that track for making it such an awesome facility. Um, his dad, Tom riding around on his golf cart checking on everybody making sure they're they're doing okay was awesome well we're super proud of you i mean to to, to be able to go from a 118 scale car on a saturday just miss winning it by 2.03 seconds and then completely changing gears Getting literally whooped. <laughs> and going and going up to a dirt track and you'd never been on dirt no i've life. never raced i've never raced dirt before really had no idea what i was doing but and it, and there were some there are some rocket ships out there. But the cool part was is just hanging out with all those guys and yeah. learning from them, watching them yeah. race. 
that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Dale put on a, a sponsored a, a, that that uh, figure eight event. I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world to watch those guys just drive around. and. So Dale wanted to up. smash up cars. I'm so shocked. <laughs> no. And he yeah, he ran uh, multiple divisions. He, he he is a wheel man for sure. Well, when we come back, we are going to talk to. Oh, sorry, buddy. We're going to talk to the winner. I didn't want you to have to call anybody today. Like, I just wanted you to talk to me. I just wanted we're to gonna, talk about We're going to talk to the winner of the Shamrock Showdown. Well, you talk to the second. You talk to the first loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. We're going to be talking to Nick Ciccone when we're back after oh. this message from oh. Go Fast Racing RC Graphics. Go Fast RC Graphics by Turn 4 Studios is your one stop for all your RC graphic needs. Custom design from start to finish, Go Fast can have you looking your best on race day. Quality vinyl wraps that won't weigh you down, Go Fast can cover your car, your racetrack, and your trophies. Go online to GoFastRCGraphics.com and get your team looking right on race day. Right now, you can use the promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off your next purchase. That's GoFastRCGraphics.com. All right. Well, if we're going to talk about the Shamrock winner, Ryan, let's uh, let's bring him on. Nick Ciccone, are you on the line? Uh, Cole Trickle's office. Uh, could you please hold? <laughs> huh. I'm right here. Were you? So, all right. So, you, if you listen to the week before, hang on, Nick. Before you go gloating over your your win, which I'll, I'll get to in a minute. So, I, I want to make two things very 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 clear setup in that car that's my setup <laughs> um built that rear end in that car actually yeah so built the rear end yep mm -hmm. and uh also the set of tires that was a set i gave him the week before so you know i'm kind of like the rick hendrick uh you know days of thunder thing i mean yeah. that's my engine in the car you know we all know uh, that scene I'll, yeah. give, I'll give you that but it has to be fulfilling, though, to see if you could drive like that, like what your car would do. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. So I called my shot. I, I took second. It hurt. Um, but to lose to someone like Nick, um, it couldn't happen to a better person. So, yeah. I mean, you just, you're a sweetheart, Nick. It's funny. When I, when I heard the call... I thought you guys were calling to interview the winner. I didn't notice it was like a Ryan intervention. <laughs> I was you unaware not, of that. Do you not listen to this show? <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been searching for the past three days for a, a short rope and a tall tree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to find you on a street corner somewhere sitting on a park bench feeding pigeons looking all filthy and just going <laughs> I mean, those are my tires those are my tires yeah, that's, that was my, my setup that was my setup wow so yeah uh, what a weekend that was awesome you did it buddy i enjoyed it <laughs> yeah i mean you go back and you watch the youtube videos and dude you, you were just glued you're just, just glued. consistent yeah yep. and and no traction roll obviously everybody was kind of facing that and having to feather a little and change their line and back off the corner and man you just ran your race so here's what i find funny is that i hear snickers and giggles when i'm cleaning my tires with the awesome sauce yeah you sound like a dentist but nobody <laughs> right but nobody has copied the technique i wonder why it works 
It absolutely works. Wait, so you're saying if I clean my tires the way you clean your tires, I'm going to win? No, Look, here's no. the deal. <laughs> Went the whole season doing a social experiment on my own, on myself. And I said, I'm not going to touch this car. I mean, going back to previous conversations on the first podcast, what did we talk about, Dave? We said, I used to solder and pull and break and snap. And I used to do everything known to man to my car. And I said, I'm not going to touch it. Not once. I left it in its box ever after each race. And I wanted to see how great these cars actually are that everybody says they're fantastic right out of the box. I think I think my point has been proven. Now I'll change that for next season and I'll start I'll start messing around, I'll start doing things, I'll start learning more. But I didn't know anything about these cars at all. Well, and that's so I didn't know how to tweak them. Yeah, and that's the best part, Nick. You know, you you've learned so much over the course of the year, and we and you really you really got that car dialed into the track, right? You started learning the groove. You started, I mean, heck, we talked about it uh, this past weekend, right? Is backing off the corner, letting it roll through the center, picking it up in the middle and, and all of that. Yeah, definitely. It, and it's interesting too, if you look back on, if you look back on the video, once, even, even a two, maybe a two lap lead, if I have a two lap lead on anybody in the field and that car is coming up on me, I let them go. I try to, because to me, it's easier to let them go and get that lap back after they either go too wide in a turn or they hit a wall or something rather yeah. than duke it out into a turn. And then I end up flipping and then I lose two laps Right. because we know two and a half seconds, you're, you're going to go down two laps on that. It's not, it's not who it's not being the fastest car on the track. It's that medium times. So I looked on the, on the screen and see who I was faster median times compared to who I was slower with and my thought process well if I'm slower than two drive than two other drivers every time they're coming up on me I'm letting them go because I, I can't duke it out in the corners with those cars the other cars that I'm not slower with I'm gonna I'm gonna race them clean and try to consistently stay in front of them that was the mindset going into the race and I think it actually made a difference today well, I think another important part of that too is what Murph brought up a couple of weeks ago when he said, you know, you only need, these cars are only four inches wide. So you only need four to five inches to get past somebody. So yeah. if you can get to the bottom right. and do it clean, you're going to make up a lot of room. Well, and that's, you know, and that, and I, I can attest to Nick's driving style because I was three laps down because of that, that traction roll. And, I picked yep. those three laps back. We finished on the lead lap, albeit I was down two seconds, I think it two, was. Yeah, 2.03. That's incredible after 150 laps when they're yeah. clicking off laps. But, but it, I mean, he let me buy clean, you know. He knew I was faster, but he also knew I was going right, to screw exactly. up at some. You, you knew. I mean, let's face it, buddy. I And, and you don't, it, you're not insulting me in any way. You knew I was going to screw up at some point. So why not let me go? Let me make my mistake, and you just stay, Mister Consistent, and go. And well, I, it was evident in the video. Well, here's what I'll just throw into yeah. that. I don't even know if it was so much that anybody was thinking you would screw up. It's just there was a very high percentage at those speeds and that amount of cars yeah. that you could potentially be involved True. in something yeah, not even point. of your doing. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, some way, my car stayed out of trouble, yeah. and. That ends up on a on a track where it's two and a half second laps, 
that ends up being the difference between winning or losing, I think. Well, and it's a very interesting point, and I would challenge anybody who has, does, or is going to race at the underground, those videos are such a training tool because what I see the difference between your car and a lot of other cars is you can run multiple lanes, right? A lot of guys, they got to hit their marks or their next lap, their, their lap is garbage. Yeah, but there, there's some uh, a point I want to make about George. I know, I didn't know this, but he made a comment. I think it was on Facebook. He put a picture of his tires. He said he used the same tires throughout the entire season, right? I could guarantee if he changed those tires, he was winning the showdown Absolutely. without a doubt. Absolutely. He was fast. He was yeah. really fast was earlier the, in the day. It was the fastest, cleanest car out there. Yeah, there's and it was all all it, it was just tires for him. You know, the, the, and, and I'll stand yeah. by that. If he would, if he, yeah. And here's the thing, though, that I love about George Mari: the guy likes to do things on his own, right? He does the research. He puts in the work. George's car was probably out of that box being worked on more than than anybody, and, and it's sure. because he has that analytical. He's a thinker. You know, he likes his engineering background. He utilizes that. And and really that, I think, you know, for him, he learned so much about that car. We all know that he can drive a car. Um, but he really did, in my opinion, a fantastic job of growing throughout the year. Now, you, to your point of the tires and, and not changing those. You know, next year he comes out with a new set. He starts learning a little bit more about that. I mean, we we understood when Matt was there, Matt Murphy from Race City, he tried mm -hmm. different tire combinations, worn out tires, new tires, or newer tires, and all of that. I think George is just going to find that groove, and and he's going to be someone that we we are really going to have to worry about next year. Um, yep. Yeah, he yeah. he he definitely found something. Yeah, we were all saying, "Man, the car handles, but just doesn't have the punch." And all of a sudden, all yeah. of a sudden, I yeah. mean, during the race, he you know broke the track record. Yeah, during the race and and during some of his heat races, I was like, "Man, that car is on it today." Yeah, and and obviously he can wheel a car. It's just uh, getting the right. right combination. So it, there's just one last dot that he needs to connect. Don't know exactly what it is, but if he finds it and he does it, look out! Yeah, look out! The first hour of practice, the the best car out there, hands down, was George. Yeah. And like Dave and I, we've talked before. It's it's just better for you to to race against the better car. It just is, even if you lose. Agreed. You know, it just makes you better because then you could, during that race, you know, I don't, you know me, I can't take my eyes off my car. If I do, I'm, I'm out of the, uh, I'm flipping it over to racetrack. That's the trick. That's the secret. But, <laughs> Duly noted. But when it's, when you're out there practicing, it's easy to keep one eye on another car and the minute I practiced with George, I was like, oh, my goodness, that car is the winner today. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, so I, I do think that he was just a set of tires off. And to your point, Dave, the season's over now. I will share the secret with my tires. That left front tire is the is the left front tire that you had on the initial car that you had me race day one. I want it's my tire back. It's never changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's just one secret hey what did, what did you think of what did you think of that heat format uh dave changed you changed it up a little bit dave which i thought was absolutely brilliant but i want to get your thoughts on it was awesome yeah the heat races were awesome the duels were 
just so cool. Yeah. Because it, it prevented, it prevented all the multi, multi-reason, multi-car pileups. So it was just you and another guy. And it ended up just being lap after lap being peeled off of just solid racing. Crisscrossing in the corners was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like the format. I had so much fun. But the duels reminded me of being 10 years old in the basement with an AFX slot car track. And the first person to squeeze that trigger just a hair too much is going to wipe out and lose the race. You against the other guy. And um, if if you didn't come out on top, there's really no other thing than the car wasn't wasn't up there ready to do it. So so Nick, now that the the season's over, you've got uh, two amazing trophies: the Midwestern, and then you've also got the Shamrock Shakedown, which I I tell you, I'm never uh, I'm never pulling a Sacconi again. That was a, a learning moment for me, um, but. And you can call your shot all day long because it, uh, clearly it works. But what was uh, – I'm going to ask you to kind of reflect back on, you know, the season, uh, what we've – you know, all the races that we've had. I mean, you've been there for every one. What was crowning moment for you, or what was your best memory at the underground? The best memory I had was watching Murph Dog with the, with the trophy, wearing the crown on the throne – hands down that was that was so hard to keep from everybody because i'm not the best at keeping secrets and to work with ryan and be like oh don't do it don't (laughs) do it he could potentially be one of them and don't don't ruin the surprise when you talk about the memories of what the best was this year um in all honesty i think about this the very first time i was down there the cars were all over the place right literally anybody could have won the first race because we were all over the place. The cool part is about this group that's down there is nobody complains. We had a format change, right? We just talked about it for the heats. Nobody complains. We just, we just go with the flow and we, we have total fun with it. Right. But one more thing, it was nice to see the youth show up. One thing I will say is uh, I will hand that controller off to any kid that comes because well two things you want we want more to show we want the young ones to come in and start learning and getting a feel for it we want them to be the next generation and number two i just know if they break anything hmm. i just gotta hand the card to ryan and <laughs> thanks buddy it for the next race. well yeah, no pressure well right nick we are going to wrap up with you we know you got uh, things to do um, and we're also going to be coming on the line here pretty soon with uh, Dusty Smith who is the owner of Chieflin Raceway in Florida so yeah. thanks again Nick it was great to talk to you uh, congratulations again on the win being only the other two time winner this season thanks guys I appreciate you hey appreciate you Enjoy. brother so Ryan, we got a great guest tonight. Uh, we've been trying to work this one out for a little while. Um, recently had a really big race there, probably the home of most of the big races. Uh, it is Dusty Smith who's uh, owns and manages uh, Chiefland Raceway. Uh, as you know, just great social yeah. media. Oh gosh, my feed blows up with all this stuff. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. He, they do a great job there with all their their marketing and social media. 
next to Race City, probably the very best known one RC track in the country. No doubt. It's you know, it's so huge in Florida. Um, it seems to be where everybody wants to gravitate to in Florida because it's a unique surface. Um, it's well run, promoted. Um, there's great car counts, you know, so that that plays into all of it. So yeah, welcome, Dusty. Well, thanks. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for that awesome introduction. Um, it's 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 crazy what one RC has become. So um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a great statement to make. Yeah, because one RC is what motivated us to even start this podcast, right? And it's it's primarily what we talk about, and because uh, there's just so much to talk about. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface of everything with one style of car, which in RC racing is amazing. There's that much content to discuss, but you know, as we said, you do, you guys just do a fabulous job of keeping one RC out in front of the mainstream on social media. So kudos to you and your team for, uh, for everything you post and just make everything so exciting. I, th- I, I know for a fact it's brought a lot of people into this sport by what they've been exposed to just at your racetrack. Well, I appreciate that. We, uh, we try and come up with, you know, some good ideas and, uh, I, I got a good core group of guys. Um, a couple of them are actually running my races right now for me because we are racing tonight. So it's, it's good to have that, you know, backup. Um, but as far as like the, the social media content and the website and everything like that, I run all of that and I try and keep that close, but those guys always give me some insight and some ideas and we run with them and, Try and make it entertaining and fun for uh, everybody that can join us. Right. So, I mean, I can just imagine the amount of time, you know, to do that doesn't just magically happen. But is is chiefly your main job or, you know, what what do you do for a living? So I actually work for a timing company that times track and field events for high schools and colleges all over the country. Uh, we actually just finished our busy season with college conferences and the Florida high school state championships. Um, and then I also put on track and field and cross country events with my non-for-profit. Um, so event management is kind of my background. So this kind of came along and just as a hobby that I wanted to do, um, my, my wife had a amazing job at the time and, uh, when my, my youngest son, I have four kids, my youngest son, when he was born, uh, she let me be a stay at home dad and I got bored and I had an old dog pin and I'm allergic to dogs. So we weren't going to have any more dogs. So I was like, Hey, can I make this into an RC track? And she said, sure. And it was before one RC was around, but we, we made them and we were racing the, the low C mini sliders at the time. And, uh, they did okay on the track and it kind of got started that way with me just putting on small events at my house just with me and a couple of friends um and then one rc came along and fell in love with those cars and and when i mean fall in love like they're they're rolling die cast cars what's not to love about them i mean yeah. the full the full roll cages underneath them and everything it's just i fell in love with them um but We've grown from racing at my house to I purchased a mobile track and made it look like a, a dirt track. And I was taking it to Alltech Raceway in Volusia for speed weeks and had everybody from Mark Whitener to Kyle Larson's son to all the big name dirt guys racing them um, when I was at Volusia. And uh, they they love them as well. So they've they've kind of promoted them also. So it's it's been a lot of fun seeing the one RC 
group grow and just being a part of that development for them and myself. Now, I know that you you even went through some transitions. Like you've tried different tracks, and I believe you even own three different tracks currently, correct? Correct. So I, I have the, the track at my house. Um, my uh, homeowner's insurance lady saw some posts and she, uh, she didn't like that very much. So, um, <laughs> two, two years ago, um, the local print shop here in town that I get all my awards and stuff made at, I became really good friends with them through getting awards for my cross country and track stuff. And then for the RC stuff, they, uh, they were moving locations and they're like, Hey, we got this 40 by 40 enclosed shed. Do you think that'd work for your RC stuff? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we worked out a deal and they're the best, like as far as just letting me go back there, do my thing. Uh, I mean, I always ask permission if it's something crazy, of course, but, um, when I went from the mobile track being in there to actually painting textured paint, just straight on the concrete and making the current track that we have the flat track, they were all about it. Um, Rick, the, uh, the owner, he, he races with us when he can, but they're super busy. But when, when he races with us, like, you know, he gets to go back there and enjoy it as well. And since it's right, almost attached to the same building, you know, he actually gets to join us instead of just working all the time. So it, it's worked out for the both of us, but the, the mobile track, uh, super awesome. Uh, like I said, I get to take it to big tracks and I get to go watch races and make money while I'm there. Most people can't say that. So my it's a little easier for my wife for me to say hey honey i'm gonna be gone for two weeks uh, but i'm making some money while i'm watching races so it's okay and she's like all right well as long as you're bringing something in so um it's a twofer i call it a twofer so right right so the note i took was don't tell my homeowner's insurance about my track at my yeah, don't house. be friends with your your insurance agent on facebook that's that rule number one <laughs> well unfortunately she works with me doing the timing for track and field so oh, we're, we're okay we're good family friends and she's let me get away with some things but she uh she's just like dusty you got too many people come on your property so i was like i get it um so we, we race there from time to time as a fun thing to do. Um, and I love that track. It's, it's banked, it's, it's concrete and it's banked 13 degrees on the turns, five on the straightaways. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I built the catch fence cause my son, when he was young, like how one of those mini sliders get away from me, started flipping and I watched his eyes follow the car as it went in front of his face. Oh, so yeah. that's why. That's, that's why we do catch fences. Not that these cars that we have currently would really hurt anybody, but it makes it look cool and look more realistic, and it does keep the cars inside the yeah, track. So, Dusty, I was just going to comment on that. that. That's one of the things that's always impressed me about you know your track, and that is the detail. The catch, the catch fences you have up, your infield. We, we were on a little bit similar infield at the underground, but it's like wow, this looks like a dirt track. I mean, you, you, you've done a lot on that. And I think that that's we, part of the appeal of it. We, we added uh, safer barriers for the walls that we have in our indoor tracks. So we have memory foam that keeps the car. So when you hit the corrugated board wall, you actually have foam that absorbs the impact. So we, we don't really have a lot of broken parts, which is not good for my my uh, sales department, but it's good for, you know, the people that are wanting to race and uh, keep their cars intact. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned too the, the track surface itself, concrete textured paint. It's, how, yep. how does that, 
how does that work with the cars? I'm curious because, you know, we typically, you know, underground, we run at foam. A lot of tracks are carpet. You don't hear a lot of, of you know, concrete racing. And how do the cars right. react and respond to that? Is there anything, you you know, if I were to come down and race, is there anything I need to do particular for my car? I mean, is it a pretty loose track? I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. So whatever you're running on the or on the uh, carpet or the RCP foam tracks, mm -hmm. you essentially flip-flop your setup. Okay. So, and the setups are more realistic to what real cars run, to where they're running like a soft right rear spring and a soft right front spring, maybe a medium to hard left rear spring to put all the weight on the right front of the car. Because yep. you have to, your, your right front is turning the car on the track, whereas your carpet and your RCP, you have so much bite you know, you're, you're trying to drop your left side, get your left side soft and your right side hard. Yeah. Um, so you just flip flop the setups. It's not, I mean, you can spin out, but with the textured paint, I mean, it, it grips pretty well and it makes for some really good racing. So what, what gives the textures that, uh, silicon, silica sand, the, the texture is a latex outdoor decking okay. paint. So, and I went to them and I was like, listen, I want the color of clay. I want it to look like a dirt track. And they're like, we actually have a color called clay. So mm -hmm. they showed it to me. I was like, good enough for me. Slapped it in. And now that's what we've been running on. Well, it sure. It sure does. I mean, you know, the pictures um, that, that are on Facebook seemingly every couple of days of your track, your winners. Um, I mean, it just, just looks beautiful. It's very bright. Um, and it does look, I mean, if you didn't know any different, it would, it appears as though it's an actual clay track. It's just the realism of it is just awesome. Uh, we considered putting dirt on it, but inside and knowing how much maintenance dirt is and how smooth it'd have to be for these cars, we decided that this was just the better route. So we don't have as much maintenance on the track as you would like a normal dirt track. My, uh, my question was going to be tire wear. Um, okay. Uh, do you see a above normal tire wear or just not as much as you would expect on a track like that? Well, I mean, yes, there's more tire wear. Um, it's, it's way more of an aggressive surface. So that we get about six weeks of racing, okay. seven weeks of racing out of a set of tires before you need to, to throw them away. But we, we only allow water and um, simple green. Uh, we don't let people sauce the tires or anything like that. So, um, so they'll really make them softer than they already are. Yeah. And that's not extraordinary. I mean, like, so for us, we run nine races a season, so you're at seven, we're at nine. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, not a big right difference. Wheelhouse, so do you see tire fall off during a race? Um, during a normal, we normally race two heat races, 30 laps, and then a 50 lap feature. So not really, uh, the 500 lap race that we just did, um, because it was consecutive laps and we were just knocking them out most everybody started with either a new set or a mostly new set and like i said because we didn't stop you know the tires don't get warm warm but they get warm enough for what they are and so to scale you know they 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 started wearing off at the end and you could see a difference in the handling of the cars from beginning to the end track owner to track owner give me some feedback on what what the drivers thought of running something like that Maybe tell us the rules a little bit of that race, how it finished, uh, give a little bragging rights to your winners, and then um, 
Yeah, just what the what the overall feedback of that was. Okay, so it was our fourth uh, fourth annual uh, endurance five hundred, and we've kind of altered the rules a little bit from year to year based off of driver feedback. Um, we used to just do it to where you started and whoever finished 500 laps, you changed the batteries when you wanted to change the batteries. And if you got flipped over, you're just stuck there until somebody hits you and flips you back over. Um, we've done it to where we stopped every 100 laps. So like whoever reached 100 laps, we would stop. And that'd be the chance for you to get turned back over if you were turned over. Um, and a lot of people didn't like that. So this year what we did is... 500 laps and uh, we've recently just switched over to the lipos and the regulators uh, from just the five cells. And what we did this year is a mandatory two battery change just, just to make it interesting. So you had to at least change batteries twice. Um, you didn't have to put a different battery in, but you at least, or you had to put a different one in, but it didn't have to be like, if you had a lipo that ran the first set and then you wanted to run it for the, the last set, that was fine. Um, but yeah, so we say go, they go, and you got to stop at least twice, change your batteries. If somebody flips upside down, we did have turn marshals with hockey sticks trying to do their best to get you flipped back over as fast as possible. Um, it took us 32 minutes really to do both the UMP race and then 32 minutes to do the 604 late model race. And we had the same winner in both. Uh, so Brian uh, Duncan, he, he won both of them. And so he is the only driver that did a full thousand laps between the two races. And the feedback I got from everybody was my feet are tired because standing <laughs> there for 32 minutes locked in, trying to hit those 3.2, 3.3 second laps. I mean, it, it wears on you. I mean, 30, 32 minutes of racing our, our C cars is really a long time compared to our normal three to five minute races. So Just it insane. was, uh, I mean, that's yeah, a lot of, of laps and, and a lot of stress, too. Like you mentioned, on drivers, you know, they're locked in. I got to make two battery changes during this 500-lap event minimum, right? What do I right. do? You know, when do I do that? Um, right. Yeah, it was funny so, when, when and, you guys did that. I, Brian Duncan, that guy is a ringer. I, I see him on your on your uh, uh, feed all the time. He's just got an awesome smile. He's got a really super cool paint scheme with his cars um so well, yeah he, he has a social media yeah, channel he's too, got a youtube yep. and he he does a great Correct. job yeah yeah he does a great job promoting your track and promoting one rc I'd, I'd love to have that guy come to the other yeah, ground he's sometime. awesome that'd be awesome yeah yeah he uh I'll, I'll mention it to him i'm sure he'd be happy to come on um and like you said he, he kind of is a ringer every time he shows up he's he's there to win and every time he shows up everybody knows he's there to win so you know and that's we, we have a great group of fast racers that race with us. And I contribute that to, you know, most of the time racers want to keep everything to themselves. We try and be very open with what our setups are and help each other out to get faster. Because if, if I'm getting faster, the next guy's getting faster, then he's going to figure something out eventually that I'm going to need to make me faster. So we, we try and share as much knowledge as we can with all of our local racers. And, uh, and, and our new racers, we try and, we try and ease them in and not give them everything all at once because it can be a little overwhelming because it's crazy how much we can actually do with these little cars to get them to handle the way we get them to handle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he's, he's figured it out. Like he's, he's got it figured out good and, uh, he helps us, you know, when he can and, um, super glad that he won. I, I finished second to him in the, the UMP race and, 
And uh, I told him that my when I set my controller down, my batteries came loose, so I had to put my batteries back in my controller. I was like, man, that was five laps right there. I was only down ten, so you know I, I was there. I was I was there with you. <laughs> so uh, so we and we we enjoy it. You know, we just enjoy going back and forth. You know, fun camaraderie between the group, and uh, I can't ask for a better bunch of racers than what we have right now. So, what would you say, Dusty? Is your is your marquee event? We always talk about crown jewels at the RC Underground Track. So, what would be like your crown jewel? Uh, each year um that's really hard because my model and what i try and do is have a one marquee event a month so this upcoming month will be the summer 100 and that gives everybody from other tracks that they want to come just do one race at at our track versus their track maybe they'll come to the one marquee race um the month after that's the summer cookout. And then um, we have, we're, we're going to be watching the million dollar Eldora race on TV on a Thursday night. So we're going to have a million dollar um, sticker race because that's what we do here is stickers. So we have a million dollar sticker race for the sprint cars. We'll be doing hundred laps, just like the big guys at Eldora on that Thursday night while we're watching them. So, I mean, the endurance 500 is my oldest one with being, excuse me, the fourth consecutive, but I really don't have one that is a marquee race because we try and promote all of them evenly just to keep it fun. It's a marquee every month. If uh, you got a guy, like say us, we were like, oh, we really want to go there. It's like, oh, that's their bigger race. I want to go to their big race. Oh, it's, you know, it's this this one particular month. Oh, I can't make it. Or this way, it's like any month that works for guys out of town. It's like, big race. okay, every month. Every month he's got something big, so we can go whenever we want to. Right, right. And that, well, and the other thing is, is when we race two heat races and a feature race, two 30-lap races and a 50-lap race, that kind of, in my opinion, that could get stale. And so I try and keep it exciting for the racers. So for those races, we race for stickers. You know, like first place gets a sticker, that's it on a weekly basis. Thursday night, Sunday, sticker race. So for the Endurance 500, we the UMP and the 604 late model class was the marquee class that was running the, the 500 laps mm-hmm. and top three get stickers. And then I did uh, door panels for first, second and third. So they get a little bit of a trophy for that. Um, and then the, uh, the other ones, I kind of do the same. So it's through top three get stickers, top three gets a door panel or for like the, the million dollar one with the sprint cars, they're getting a, a sale panel, like the sprint cars, that you would go buy from Brad Sweet's trailer, you know, from his merch trailer. Um, so it just gives them something each month to say, all right, this month I'm going to make it to this one. We're going to do that. Um, but what we're trying to make into a marquee, which this is the first year I've done it, is I've actually purchased RCP foam and we're going to put it on top of the current track, the flat track that we have. And uh, there's several tracks in Florida that run RCP. There's several tracks that run on concrete. Um, and so I'm trying to host the first uh, Florida State Championships. So we're going to run on both track surfaces in one day. And we'll have an individual champion in the RCP foam 604 class and all the classes. We'll pull the RCP foam up. We'll have two hours of practice. Then we're going to do 
the textured paint concrete track and run all those classes. We'll have an individual champion in that. And then we'll take the points from both tracks and have a state champion on both tracks in that. And then the grand champion is going to be both tracks, as many cars as you can run, who can earn the most points. And I've got a 12-inch by 12-inch, nice big acrylic state championship-looking trophy coming for one person to win who can run the most cars and score the most points in all classes. Ooh, when when is that going on? Yeah, just asking for a that friend. Will, yeah. <laughs> that will be in August. Help my so oh. we're running that one in August. Um, so right before summer ends, right before all the kids get back in school. So that way it's, it's kind of after everybody goes on all their summer vacations, yeah. it's before they get too busy with school because we, we have several kids that race with us. So we want to make sure that everybody that wants to attend can attend. I mean, do I have to be a resident of Florida in order to win? We haven't really determined that yet. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I've kind of been discussing that because we, where I live in Florida, it's not too far away from Georgia, and we do have some Georgia drivers come down every once in a while. So I'd hate to exclude drivers that we normally have come race with us. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to just open it up to whoever wants to come. Um, but that that is the plan um, currently. And I, I have everything, like all these races that I've talked about, I put everything on my website. The way, the way I look at you, Dusty, okay, I'm a podcaster, but at heart, I'm a race promoter. That's what I've done since okay. I was a kid. Yeah, he can't so, race a car, but he can he can promote a race. <laughs> Sorry, <Dave. laughs> little, and, little dig, and that's why I'm uh, see. There's a perfect example. So I do the editing. So no one's <laughs> no one's going to hear that. Well, they will. But, but they if they will. get a good laugh, so I'll probably keep it in there. But anyway, right. you know, I look at you as an innovator. You have to have ideas for this one RC racing. I mean, it's come this far. As we said, you're one of the innovators. What's some of your ideas? You got to have some great ideas, and if you're if you're willing to share them, we'd love to hear them. Well, I mean, I love one RC. I love the cars. They need to make a street stock. That's my only thing. Like I, <laughs> I will I will go out dying on that limb. Like if they can make a street stock car, I could sell 150 of those tomorrow in the state of Florida. Um, but I, I like what they're doing. Like I, I, there's other than just not getting the one car that I really want. I have nothing bad to say about one RC. The guys, when I call them up, if I need something, they're on it. Uh, whenever I put my orders in, they, they ship them out quickly. I mean, there's no complaints whatsoever. Um, but as far as innovating and doing some more stuff, I mean, I, I'm running out of room in my current building and we're, we're potentially looking at expanding to something bigger. And if I do that, it'll just be having more, more options in one location. Um, yeah. That's really all I can say for right now. But, um, but with one RC, I mean, it's, it's growing and the more people that find out about it, they fall in love with it instantly. If you could take that right. and blow that up, Right. How cool would it be if they made a one tenth scale dirt late model or a UMP modified or what, whatever the case may be? Can you, I mean, and, and make it so that the car reacts just like the, the, the cars do today. I'll just be devil's advocate on that for a second. So they own the 118th space, like 100%. They were smart. 
Yep. They're like, Agreed. nobody's playing. Nobody's playing in the sandbox. Make really good cars. Nobody's going to be able to come in the sandbox. We'll be so far ahead that nobody else can, can come into it. And to date, nobody's really touching it, no. right? Just so many cars, so many 10th scale options yeah. out there. Do you just become another player in that sandbox? Just throwing it out there to I, you guys. Possible. I agree. I I personally, like, other than the street stock, I was thinking, you know, they have the RJ Speed Legend cars. If they came out with an 18th scale version of that that looked more realistic and handled way better than the 10th scale cars do because they're so rigid, that would be awesome. And it's affordable. I mean, the thing about our... 1RC is this is affordable racing and where I live it's just not a very there's not a lot of money around where I live so trying to keep things as cheap as possible is essentially what I've done so I'm even to the point where if they came out with a, a funny car and a rail car for drag racing so I I think you're right where you know it would be cool to see them do 10 scale for the fact that they are so detailed but I think that they got the 18th scale market locked in and for somebody to come in and, and replicate what they've done, it would be a big undertaking to even catch up. There's no way. And, and, and you know, you guys may bring up a good point. They do own the market. Um, there isn't a better 118th scale car out there for what they're doing. What I love about this podcast is when we get people like Dusty that come are looking at things from a completely different lens, right? And I said, Dusty's an innovator. That's why I wanted to pick his brain. Yeah. I I would have never thought, honestly, that whole dragster idea. But that is brilliant. But there's Dusty outside the box going, oh. hey, RC and RC dragster racing is hot. Yeah. Like, I mean, our buddy yes. Tom Vassy's doing it, uh, you know, going to 10,000 to win races. And, you know, you've got like the Traxxas product and stuff like that where you can buy their drag car, you know, for 300 bucks. But think about scaling that down and really – to your point, Dusty, it, it would be even lower cost. And you're not going to tear stuff up like you, you would on a on a normal uh you know on a normal drag car, right? I mean Yeah. Well and and to the point of each car is different, but each car is the same. Put the 10K motor in, get slicks that are the same size as the sprint car, and you have your dragster basically with the EDM rolling chassis. You just got to get the rear end centered instead of having it offset. Yep. So it's not a lot for, you know, for them, hopefully it wouldn't be a lot of engineering and maybe it is. I don't know that part of it, um, but I just know they're really good at it. So I have faith in them. Um, but, you know, for me, that would be a huge market because we have three or four places down here that, that run the big scale stuff, but it's just so, out of hand with cost and while the cars may not go the same fast speeds as the 10th scale most of the people that are racing these cars here like they're fine with the speeds i mean we'll we'll figure out the speed but they just want to race and that's that's what i figured out like i i i used to race once a month or twice a month but i found out like people are buying these cars because they want to race so we're we're giving them the opportunity to, to race most of the time two times a week and during the summer when I'm slow on my other job, I give them a practice night. So, you know, three nights a week, I have some guys that as soon as I open my door, they're here every time. And they're they're happy to be here. They're happy to do something. And that's that's what we want to offer. It's just a place for people to go and have fun. 
Well, hey, Dusty, before we cut you loose, because I know, like you said, you got a show going. We could talk all night long this stuff, but um, we want you to get back to your program. Uh, let everybody know how they can find you, uh, website, social media. Uh, great time to call out anybody that uh, helps you out there uh, by name. Great opportunity to give them uh, the appreciation they deserve. Absolutely. So uh, I got uh, Zach Dillon that helps me out a ton. Uh, he's my electrician and slash whatever I need help with. And he normally goes with me when I uh, put up the mobile track and, and go places. So I got a shout out to him. Uh, I got my tech guy, Jerry. He helps me out, make sure everybody's legal. And, and uh, we, we tech each other. So if I'm in a race, he's not in a race. So that way we make sure that there's no home cooking going on. So everybody feels like everything's fair. Um, we got Adam Innings been racing with us forever. Mark Swain, who he helps me out with whatever I need. Uh, his son Cooper, awesome as well. Um, so there's a ton of guys. Michael Carter, like ton of guys that help me out. At, uh, I think I've already said Adam Eddings, and uh, like I said, there's just I got a good group of guys that are willing to help me out uh, at a drop of you know last minute notice, whatever. Like I, I actually messaged them this morning and said, "Hey, I'm going to be on a podcast. Can you guys cover?" Absolutely, no big no big deal. So. Um, so shout out to all those guys and all the racers that race with us. Uh, you can check out uh, our, our weekly stuff I post on Facebook, which is Chieftain RC Raceway. Uh, if you need to get a hold of me, the best way is to message me, Facebook message me on Chieftain RC Raceway. And I also have my website, which is ChieftainRCRaceway.com, where we post all of our information for all upcoming races, past races, um, YouTube videos, everything can be found there. And then we also have YouTube, which is Chief RC Raceway. So if you want to go subscribe there and uh, make sure to like our videos and also comment during the races. Uh, we, we enjoy like when people are racing, if you want to comment and tell us who you think is going to win, we're giving shout outs to the racers as they're racing. So I, I like interacting online while we're racing to, to give it a little bit more of a, a fun time. Um, but again, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. I think I've listened to almost every podcast. I've been trying to catch up on all of them. Um, but uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing, trying to help out the sport as well. And, it, and it's so cool. We get to talk like this. Never met you before. Never even talked on the phone. Just followed your pages, liked your stuff. And here we are talking on a podcast about all these cool ideas we got and 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 your awesome racetrack. So this is this is what it's all about, brother. So we just, you know, we really thank you and and everything that you do. I'll tell you right now, we're having you on after the, the Florida State Championships. That's just, uh, I'm going to put that one right in the books because we definitely need Absolutely. To, we definitely need to unpack that. That's going to yeah. be. We can have the, the winners all on as guest speakers. That and would then, be cool. uh, Absolutely. Then, then we can have some interviews going that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And love, you know, I love the idea and, and more than happy if you can connect us with, uh, with Brian Duncan. Love to have him on the show. We love racers' perspective of, of the hobby. So. Again, uh, thanks, Dusty. I know we've been talking about this for quite a while. You're super busy with the timing stuff and obviously uh, the racetrack. So um, just just thank you for being able to fit it in, and it's, uh, it was well worth the wait, definitely well worth the wait. So thank you again. No problem, guys. I appreciate it. You've been listening to RC Underground Radio. We hope you've enjoyed the show. 
If you did, drop us a line at rcuradio at gmail.com. We're curious to know, what do you like? What don't you like? Who would you like us to talk to? It was weird, but you know what I meant. We're talking about racing, so... You can find us on Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. See you next time on the RC Underground Radio Podcast. I am a BB in a boxcar. 